0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, I'm Desi jenikin And today we're going to be talking about the Hollywood madam herself, <laughs> Heidi Fleiss. Desi, do you remember this story was a huge story when it first broke in 1993. Of course, yeah. Then of course it was overshadowed by the big stories that came in 94, which were O.J. Simpson.
1: Oh, was that 94? Right, that was right.
0: 94 because yeah.
1: Right. So yeah, I mean murder the,
0: murder, Trump's, Trump's <laughs> sex scandals, unfortunately. <clears throat> what is fortunate is that this sex scandal story Has a lot of juice. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about all the cum (laughs) that was being squirted all over Hollywood. Or OJ, who's also known as the Juice. (laughs) Good one. Thank you. That was a good one. All right, let's get into it. Okay. So Heidi Fleiss was born December 30th, 1965. That's my birthday, by the way, December 30th. Oh, my God. I didn't know I had a celebrity born on my birthday. Oh, <laughs> what a good one. I like that you get Heidi. <laughs> I get Betty Davis. Oh, okay, yeah. So we both get Notorious Bad Bitches. Wait a bitches. second. <laughs> Sorry. You That's highly to... unfair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although Heidi Fleiss is better than Rudyard Kipling, which I think was my other. <laughs> yeah. And Sandy Koufax, which is kind of a cool one.
0: <laughs> like a lot of our... Well, like... Okay, we've only done, like, a few <clears throat> episodes, but like <clears throat> some of our other people, I learned a lot about... Heidi Fleiss than just, I remember from the, the news stories yeah. and the trial and who, who she was portrayed as in the media. So my opinions of her became an, a lot more nuanced after researching this case. So Heidi Fleiss was born December 30th, 1965 in Los Angeles, California to Elisa Ash and Paul Fleiss. Her father was a wealthy pediatrician and they lived in the Los Feliz area. Which is funny because I was reading several old articles from the early '90s, and Los Feliz back then was described as a middle class neighborhood. Oh wow! It wasn't described as it would be today, which is very much wealthy white. It's not even hipster anymore. It's just like wealthy because all the hipsters have grown up and have kids, and right? It's like it's like it's like design within reach, hipster. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's such a good description. But they were well off. They had money, um, and her dad was kind of a star fucker. He he liked to hang around, sort of famous people and brag about like father like daughter. <laughs> like father like daughter. Uh, they were also hippies. I think I'm pretty sure they had a home birth. I was watching one of their old home movies, and uh, they were sort of swaddling this like really gnarly looking baby that looked like it had just been born. It was like covered in gel. It was like covered the poltergeist. in poltergeist. It was totally like in poltergeist. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, at 13, Heidi was a very popular babysitter in her neighborhood. The parents loved her. Oh, I bet the dads did. <laughs> that was what I thought too at first. Like, oh, she's probably tarting it up. Yeah. She, um, she was getting like a lot of babysitting jobs and she was just booking up fast to where she couldn't handle the amount of work that she was getting. So she began recruiting her friends to work for her. <laughs> Sort of like in yeah. the Babysitter's Club. Right. It, this was like the hoe version of the Babysitter's Club. Right, and it's an early predictor of her future career. <laughs> <laughs> well, it showed uh, what the knack for business yeah. and hustling yeah, she yeah. had, is that she was recruiting her girlfriends to be like, all right, and she would even, this is cool, she would even pair them off with who she thought They'd would work. match. Yeah. They'd work with best. Like, oh, oh right. well, you can handle these kids. You can handle these right. parents, which is sort of like... Did she take a cut? Yes, okay. she took a cut. Um, very smart little 13-year-old girl. I wish I was that good at hustling right. when I was 13. Uh-huh. I mean, I was a babysitter. That was my first job when I was 12. I did it. I even nannied, like, regular right. for No, families. I was a babysitter
1: at 13. <clears throat> my only thing I did was I decided to design Cabbage Patch shirts. And I would have people buy them, and I would put their kids' color of hair and their eye color.
0: That's like the <laughs> original
1: American doll, but white trash. Exactly. The white trash American doll. I invented that fucking That's shit. so on brand. Yeah. <laughs> so. But then I didn't end up doing them. I just took orders and never did it, because I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> so it was not as enterprising. You were like, i, I got to
0: deal with getting molested back at home. I just
1: liked filling out the forms. Like, I was very official, but then I was like, ah, and no one called me on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so Heidi was running her own little babysitting group and she was taking a cut of the girls who were working under her. So even though Heidi came from this well-off family, she got really into shoplifting for the thrill of it when she was Uh a teenager. She liked cutting school. She wasn't into going to school at all. She really liked going, um, off and, and, and doing bad things, smoking pot. She was like selling pot for a minute. And in, at the age of 16, she ended up dropping out of high school, but she received her GED. And during this time, she was hitting up the Hollywood club scene, you know, because she lived in Los Feliz, which is the next town over from Hollywood, and she's right. going out with her girlfriends. She's already being the wild child party girl. One of her friends even recounted that she would walk past everyone standing in line outside of a club and just flash them. Uh-huh. For attention. Wow. So like... She's the original selfie whore. <laughs> she she is. And she's 16. So she also was really into going to the racetrack when she was a teenager. She <laughs> loved gambling. Um, and she would bet and she would bring home money. At 19, while she was working at uh, as a waitress, she got an invite to a fancy party from one of her coworkers at a mansion in Beverly Hills. This is where she met... Financier, Bernie Kornfeld, a man who was 40 years older than her, and the two of them began a relationship. The least hot name ever, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) It really is. It's not a good name. Uh, Bernie lavished Heidi with gifts, with money, with luxury vacations. He even gave her a million dollars once. Is she 18 at this point? She's 19. 19. But this guy's like 61. Jesus. I mean, he's fucking old. And here's the thing. I respect the hustle. I, res- I totally have no problem with women having sugar daddies doing what they need to do as long as both parties are being honest about the intentions. You're mm-hmm. not hurting anybody and it's consensual. Me, personally... I've always been slightly resentful of myself that I've never been able to fuck someone I'm not attracted to. I was just
1: thinking that I wish I could sleep
0: my way to the top. I wish I could too. <laughs> I, that's a skill that I just do not have. I'm terribly right. bad at fucking my way to the top. I have yes, I fucked people who are unattractive before, but there always has to be I always have to be at least a little bit initially attracted to them right even if after the fact <clears throat> I'm disgusted with myself.
1: I'm not morally opposed to it. I just can't no. do it. I, I'm not morally I opposed to I wish me I could. I, I, I try to psych myself into it. <laughs> I wish I could be fucking the Bernie Corp. I put I have the tiger on, I try to... <laughs> <laughs> You do keggles. Right. So it's not like a moral thing for me. I just no. don't
0: have interest and I'm very lazy. I respect the hustle. But right. here's the thing, Heidi was into older men. She liked men over 45. She was not going to be down to be fucking a guy her own age, or even in their 20s or 30s. She wanted older men, and especially rich older men. Respect. So. I don't mind if they're old, but if they're, like, they need to be a strong daddy. They need to be a strong (laughs) daddy. Personally, I don't think Bernie Kornfeld was very hot. He was kind of, he kind of looked like the sultan from um, Aladdin. (laughs) He had that haircut. He had same, Wait, Jafar? Or... No, the Sultan. The little, oh, the Sultan. The right, right, Cute right, right. little Sorry, portly, yeah, 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 like Jasmine. Right, right, right. Because right. Jafar, I would—that's hot, maybe in the it right circumstances. Be. Well, when it got weirdly sexual in Aladdin at the end, when uh, Jasmine was like seducing Jafar and just in the red outfit. Right. Yeah. I'm always want to fuck the Disney villains. Well,
1: like, yeah, they're the especially like
0: Scar. Everyone knows that <laughs> Ursula.
1: Yeah, we we'll put a strap
0: guy. on on and Ursa fuck will, you. <laughs> She'll peg you. She will peg you. Okay, so um, the pair broke it off because Bernie couldn't stay faithful, and Heidi wasn't into that. And it's like the nerve. He has this hot little nineteen-year-old. Wait, he wouldn't stay faithful to her, and she was mad. Yes, she actually liked him. Like, she was actually in love with this guy. She wanted to fuck him. That's
1: a very nineteen-year-old attitude. I feel because if like you're in the hustle. You just should be in it for the hustle right, like she fell in love, and that's a very nineteen year old oh right I maybe, love you <laughs> maybe I'm
0: different, maybe we have something in common right it's right. like you have nothing in common. He was born in like you know the 1800s and you were Basically. born in the sixties right so what do you have in common?
1: Ugh. that's why you can't fuck
0: down because when they cheat on you and it will happen probably it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's really amazing. <embarrassing. laughs> Okay, so after they broke it off, Heidi moved on to 50-year-old Hungarian director Yvonne Naj. Their relationship was tumultuous, to say the least, and we will get into that in a minute. Yvonne introduced Heidi to Elizabeth Adams, and she was known as Madame Alex, and they met in 1989. Now, during the 70s and 80s, Madame Alex was the Madam to the Stars. She was Heidi Fleiss before Heidi Fleiss. She was hooking up sheiks and wealthy businessmen and politicians and celebrities with her call girls, and she was really into like these buxom California uh, beach bunny blonde girls. That was her thing. She affectionately called the girls her creatures, and she boasted that she had the best-looking women in the business. So when Yvonne brought Heidi to her, it was actually to settle a $450 gambling debt that Heidi had and Alex was willing to pony up the cash in exchange for Heidi to go out and, and be a girl for uh, for, uh, for Madame Alex one night but she was not a buxom blonde no and and uh, Madame Alex actually had some Methodist. choice things to say about that. Um, Alex said to Naj of Heidi, Heidi's a very nice girl, but she's not even a five. She barely makes it to five. I said to him, how can you bring me this? I taught her a little bit of fixing herself, but she had a way with men. Men liked her so Heidi definitely had the personality she had. She was able to attract men she was good at that she wasn't right. the hottest chick in LA but she was more charming or she smarter was, probably right and she reminded them probably more of like the girl they liked in history class maybe right. or whatever like the girl next door but she wasn't as conventionally attractive as these Hollywood hoes that were <laughs> getting pimped out so, um, Heidi also alleges, well, she says, she's flat out has said this many times before, that she gives the world's worst blowjobs. The worst? The worst. Oh, wow. And she actually is proud of that she owns this. She, I really respect that she owns this because she says, you know, every girl says they give the best blowjob. Well, you know what? I give the worst blowjob. I am terrible at being a prostitute. I'm not good <clears> at it, <throat> and I'm proud of that. I give the worst blowjobs, and- I, you know, I respect that she's, like, at least being honest with herself. I don't know. Is she or is she just trying to be different? (laughs) Hot take.
1: (laughs) I'll be the judge. She needs to suck my dick.
0: (laughs) So, Heidi wasn't made for being a prostitute herself, although she did it a few times. Naj actually denies that the transaction between him, Heidi, and Madam Alex ever occurred. I don't really take a lot of what he has to say at face value, and you'll find out why in a minute. Um, But he says he didn't even want to bring her to work for Alex in the first place. But Heidi started working for Alex under her as sort of an assistant, helping Alex revamp her her business. Alex wow. had also recently been arrested. She never went to jail. Alex had been arrested like 13 times and she never actually ended up going right. to jail for pandering is what they call it, which is like such a ridiculous euphemism. <laughs> pandering. That's what they call, uh, prostitution charges is pandering. So at Alex, Madam Alex, actually what I found out, she, she was a pretty eccentric woman and I've watched several interviews with her. She was a stout, older Filipina woman. She was not like what you picture um, in some old movie about a glamorous, older Hollywood madam. madam you know, Like where, it's Mae West. Right. Like I always picture <laughs> Mae West or I picture um, in that episode of The Simpsons with the brothel, yeah. the very famous... I picture that lady. Yeah. Or I picture even Lady Tremaine from the Disney version of Cinderella. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That's what I picture when I think mm-hmm. of a madam, but... Madame Alex was not like that at all she was you know in the by the late 80s and early 90s she was pretty much just staying at her house she was a shut-in she loved her cats she actually fed her cat's expensive shrimp and clams on nice. china plates which I thought I'm like that's probably gonna be me to be honest the answer, that fancy feast it, was, <laughs> it really <laughs> reminded me of fancy Feast. ding ding yeah the cat runs up <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, so... You don't want to have the cocktail sauce in that. <laughs> <laughs> oy. So, oy. So that's what she was doing. Um, but Alex would later allege um, that Naj... Alex, Alex and um, Yvonne Naj had fucking hated each other. I don't know. I guess at one point <clears throat> they must have liked each other because they knew each other well enough to introduce Heidi into the picture. Right. But Alex and Naj have said some really awful things about each other. I mean, Naj... um, What was Naj again? A director? Naj was a director. He directed Starsky and Hutch. Oh, wow. He was a TV director. And he had money. Um, He was also doing some shady shit on the side, too. Of course. So Alex um, basically later alleged that Naj was beating up Heidi, which actually can be corroborated... um, from other sources as well as other women who have been in relationships with him, who have been beaten up with him, and just his whole, just knowing what I found out about him, he seems like a pretty shitty piece of shit. Um, <laughs> the shittiest piece. The of shittiest shit. piece of shit, <laughs> Madam Alex. At first, when I was like finding out all the stuff about the cats and the shrimp, I'm like, oh, I like this weird bitch. Yeah, she's kind of crazy. Great Gardens. But then this is where I went. Rrr! Yeah, record scratch. <laughs> I was watching this interview with Alex and she's talking about how, um, Naj stole a bunch of jewelry from her and in the interview she goes, he's a greedy Jew pig. What? And all of a sudden it was the, I'm like, okay, I don't like you anymore. Yeah, you're not as
1: charming anymore.
0: No, you're just gross. Um, Naj said of Alex, she's a drug addict and the most horrible human being I've ever met in my life. She's pure evil. Wow. That's like a big statement there. Right. Alex uh, said of Heidi... So these people were saying shitty shit behind each other's back. Right. Um, Alex said of Heidi, Heidi's lovable in her own way when she's not being a twat.
1: Oh, I'm going to use that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's such the, like, southern bless your heart. Yeah, when she's not like, being a twat. Like, she's nice when she's not being a twat. Yeah, I like twat. I'm going to bring that back. I just like that this old, like, 60-year-old Filipina woman was using the word twat. Right, right. I think it was really funny. I think it's good. So Heidi worked for Madam Alex for about eighteen months before breaking off and starting her own business. And she took most of Alex's clients with her, which Alex was obviously not happy about. And this was the period in which Alex would call the "horror wars." And yeah. so,
1: <laughs> and the worst part is the cats had to drink canned tuna. Eat canned tuna.
0: <laughs> they were not. Don't getting... fuck with my cats, right? You <laughs> fucking bitch. The horror wars. The horror wars. So Heidi was like, fuck you. I'm starting my own business. I'm, wh- I am can do this way better than you can. Yeah. And she kind of did. She revolutionized it. She was really good at this business. And by 1991, her call girl business was booming. And then in J- July of 1992, she moved into a $1.6 million home in Benedict Canyon. Benedict Canyon, which for those of you who don't know where that is, that's like Beverly Hills area. Very uh, expensive homes in Benedict Canyon. Heidi was making a shit ton of money. Girls were typically like on the lower end, they were getting $1,500 a night and Heidi was getting 40% of the cut. At the height of Heidi's success, on her worst night, she said she took in $7,000. And on her best night, she took in $97,000. Wow. Can you imagine? No. We can't even get $100 on our Patreon. I was I'm just going to say. I was like, if everyone could <laughs> donate a dollar to our Patreon, that would be tight. I make... And the other thing is, I'm like, as I'm researching Heidi Fleiss, I'm getting super jealous. I'm like, this this should have been my calling. I should have right. been a madam. It seems pretty easy. Because here's here's my deal. I think sex work should be decriminalized. I think it should be legalized I think it should be regulated. I think there's nothing morally wrong with selling your body for sex. Right. I think it's a travesty that uh, sex workers get subjected to the awful treatments mostly because there is no regulations on it and right. that if there were regulations, we could have safer conditions. I don't know if it was regulated if it would I guess you could still have madams could be like an agent right basically right but although think, it probably wouldn't be as necessary right you although could, they you,
1: would provide the hookups I guess so it would still probably be necessary you could have curations yeah of women and you yeah. like you're the liaison essentially right and, and men we, might want to go to the better agency then there would probably be like right. hierarchy of it
0: right and then there'd be the freelance girls of yeah.
1: course who were like
0: hey I <laughs> got hey, not get your check <laughs> right <laughs> Half the job
1: is just getting paid.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: Seriously, <laughs> hey. I'm freelance. Ugh. Oh, I need to get an agent. Right. <laughs> but
0: I could be the agent. I right. could be the 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 whore agent. And I I I'm just thinking about this because I'm not cut out to be a a prostitute. I'm not cut out to be a sex worker. I'm sorry. I'm if I'm using the wrong terminology. I'm not cut out to be a sex worker. But I do think I'm cut out to be a Hollywood madam. Right. I really like working with women. I like the term madam. I love the term (laughs) madam. I feel like it's a really convenient way to age gracefully. Yeah, definitely. Because when you're a madam, you're automatically a very mysterious, hot, older woman. It's very hot,
1: whereas ma'am is not hot. Right. Like madam is like, yes, you respect me. Right. (laughs) I will
0: kill you. And I can wear lots of brocades.
1: You could wear silk robes. Turbans. Oh, I
0: would wear so many turbans and robes. Really nice captains, like right. that are flattering. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, I want to be a madam. So, I got some juice about Heidi's... An experience from one of Heidi's call girls. One of her girls described a night that took place in the Bahama with herself and three other girls and a john. He wanted something up his ass, the John, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't find anything to put up his ass. How is that possible? Well, he had to make do with what they had (laughs) in the Bahamas. I mean. Right. So he wanted to have like a very
1: um, official sex toy up his ass rather than looking around the house. Because I feel like I can always find something to
0: stick up there. (laughs) Well, he did. This is what he did. But this is, I think it's very odd because I feel like you're in the Bahamas. You can't find a banana there. Or like. An agave? I don't know. <laughs> That's Mexico, Desi. Get Sorry. it right. So this guy, this John, he took a hanger, a wire hanger. Wow. I know.
1: It's like a male abortion. <laughs> this, is a,
0: this just seems like so much more work than just going to the grocery store and getting a fucking cucumber or banana. Seriously. Like he, t- he takes a wire hanger. I'm pretty sure it's a wire hanger because he, he bends the head of it, mm-hmm. but so it's not a spike going up his ass. He wraps like a face towel around it, Jesus. puts a rubber band, like mm-hmm. molds a phallus out of the face towel, and then puts a condom on top of it. And oh, wow. I feel like, I mean, I guess maybe you do that because it's more slick than the terry cloth going under. Right, your you asshole.
1: do. I, you do need the
0: condom. You need the I condom. Think, yeah, and they used that, and the uh, the sex worker that was. Allowing him to do this or fucking him with this hanger dildo was like it was fucking disgusting. But whatever, to each his own.
1: Right. I mean, this is a DIY show. I would watch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta fuck anything. It's very Project Runway, but ass play. Yeah. It's like here's an unproject ass video. play. <laughs> you have 30, thirty
1: minutes in the ninety nine store. <laughs> right. Make it work. an Arsenal of dildos. Make it work, sex
0: workers. <laughs>
1: So, uh, copywriting that idea please don't steal it <laughs> Project Ass Play <laughs> or any, any kind of DIY, DIY sex uh, sex toys like kind of thing I
0: think if it's amazing our, if any of our fans have uh, production video yeah. production capabilities and want to make a short where <laughs> Desi and I host Project Ass Play and we <laughs> re- release people in the 99 cent store or a gardening yeah. store for right. 30 minutes sure we
1: can it's do that a, I think that for a hundred dollar Patreon <laughs> you'll get our own homemade version <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. We'll make
1: you a homemade dildo. See? Yeah. I
0: wish I could give our listeners tip picks, but I I said before, I'm not not cut out for the work being a sex worker. That's fine. I wish I was. Okay, let's get back to Heidi's relationship with Yvonne, Mm -hmm. the massive prick. So even though Heidi wasn't technically still with this guy, they were still very much in each other's lives. One of Heidi's girls... And her friend also in real life. Her name was Lahua. It's spelled, she's a white chick by the way. It's spelled L A H U A. Kind of like Lahula, but without that extra L. It sounds French for Lahore. <laughs> well, that's what Heidi used to call her. Oh, really?
1: It's, of course. It's Lahore. <laughs>
0: It's perfect. Her it's, very, like a, it it's like a... it's like like
1: Yeah, LaHua's here. LaHua's... Oh. oh, look, Tony. LaHua's here. <laughs> <laughs> she came from the Bada thing. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. That's what
1: it sounds like. Her name is LaHua Reed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot believe someone would choose that name or name their kid that. I had to look it up to
0: see the spelling. Oh, of it. I would have gone down a rabbit hole like you wouldn't <laughs> believe. That name. Well, I thought it was Lahore at first, right. but then I'm like, oh, it's Lahu. <laughs> so crazy. So she tells a story about um, how Heidi and Yvonne they were in each other's lives, but they fucking hated each other too. Even though, like, she would always go back to him to fuck him, and and there Wait, was that's like, Nazi. Yeah, Naji, Naji, Ivan, Naji. Okay, Najee. okay. Yeah, it, they were pronouncing it Naj. right? And Naji. I like it. It sounds like a cologne from the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Naji <Najee>. does. Najoli. <laughs> it's like the dark noir, but yeah. for springtime. Uh, okay. Okay. So, uh, one time Heidi printed out a bunch of got a bunch of like photocopies made of a naked Yvonne, and she just posted them on cars all over town. The day he had a court date, which I thought was a pretty sick burn. It's a
1: sick burn, and I ha- I always admire people who go above and beyond <laughs> to be petty. I go.
0: I admire women who go above and beyond to be psycho petty. Right, because I have the ideas, but I'm just very lazy. Right, like not in a like not in a harmful way, but in a comical way. Right, a comical way. Like one time, I have a really good story about psycho petty that I just r- was reminded of. One of my closest friends since childhood when we were 21 we were leaving this coffee shop together and we see her ex-boyfriend's car and this guy had just ripped her fucking heart out and we're both carrying tea (laughs) at the time I couldn't have caffeine it made me too anxious (laughs) we're carrying teas and she sees this guy's car and she's like that motherfucker so she takes out her lipstick and she's like I'm gonna write on his car and this is how insane my friend is. She doesn't just write like "you asshole." She writes "vaginal blood fart" on what his windshield. Hell? I don't even know what that means, but that's what she wrote. Wow. On his windshield. Then she took the tea bags out of our teas and she put them on. And you're like, wait, I'm still steaming. <laughs> <laughs> but she teabagged his car, literally, and wow. wrote some one of the most disgusting phrases. Now I've who's ever teabagging heard. who? <laughs> Level of psychopetty that I right. respect because it's not. So it
1: doesn't even make sense because
0: it's, <laughs> it's so absurd. You don't know if you're offended or not,
1: right? There's technically nothing really offensive because it's all stupid, but it's just the anger is what drives it and makes it so glorious,
0: right? And it's tea bags too on the car, which yeah. is like so... so he came out and he's like, what? Like if you had Keen,
1: he'd instantly know, but this is like
0: because Keen is like more aggressive and more right. sort of oh, I gotta get this fixed. But you can Windex off lipstick. Right. But it's still inconvenient enough where it's shitty, yeah. but not shitty where you're like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. Right. It's more just embarrassing, which yeah. is, I think, the point. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that was an aside. So Heidi would bitch to LaHua all the time <laughs> about, I fucking hate this guy. And LaHua would be like, why do you even still fuck him? Why do you still right. go over there? And Heidi would be like, Every girl knows is familiar with that, saying that to their friends. <laughs> Every girl has either been Heidi in this scenario or has been LaHua in this yeah. scenario, where you're like, seriously? You again. need Again, you need yeah. to drop this idiot. So Heidi was like, oh, I don't know. It's like he threatened to cut off my little brother's arms and legs if I wouldn't fuck him. That I, was a defense sh- that Heidi... <laughs> which I feel like is really over the top. Although I wouldn't necessarily put that past Najee because he's insane. Right. But I feel like if I heard my friend say that, I'd be like, come on. Right. He threw... Your little brother's arms and legs, cut them off, okay. Right. Or like, let's go to the police. Yeah. Right? Like, if But it's she's that like, oh, Najee. Yeah. Ugh. So... I watched a home movie that Najee had made. Najee was a fucking piece of shit. He, like, released so much home videos of Heidi and naked pictures. He sold. So he capitalized on her. He totally capitalized on her. And there was a video, lots of videos of her released, just them, whatever, like, naked. And there's this naked video of her, and he's just like, come on, baby, show me your tits. Come on, just one tit. He was doing the, just one tit. I love when guys do that. Let me just see one tit. Not that's that I've thing. had a lot of guys do that, but i am just heard, just, you know. Yeah. I just feel like that's something I've heard before. It's gross. And then, oh, show me your pussy. I watched the tape. For research. For research purposes. All right. Let's talk about Heidi's arrest. In April of 1993, police were on to Heidi. Heidi was very proud of her business she was pretty braggadocious about it. She never named names of her celebrity clients, although one of them, which we'll talk about later, was absolutely confirmed to be one of her clients. But she definitely would talk a lot at parties. She was a party girl. She liked to do drugs. She was doing coke, and sometimes meth, drinking a lot, taking pills. And she would talk a lot about how, you know, I'm the best in the business. I'm the Hollywood madam. Like, I, right. I am the top. It must be hard to be that rich and successful and not brag about it. I don't blame her at all, but police were on her, so her, right. so they set up a sting operation to bust her for her prostitution ring. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At
1: Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation,
0: we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. Detective Sammy Lee posed as a businessman from Honolulu and asked Heidi to meet him at a lounge in Beverly Hills. After two months of them talking back and forth together on the phone, this undercover detective asked Heidi to meet him at the Beverly Hills Hilton to work out the details of his arrangement with some Japanese businessmen who won girls. So Heidi, excuse me, Heidi sent some girls over in June along with some cocaine, to the hotel where the girls were busted. That night, she also sent Charlie Sheen, her friend, home with some cocaine as well. And the next day, after the girls arrived, the next day on June 9th, 1993, Heidi was arrested at her home in Benedict Canyon. When they arrested her, they seized bank statements. They seized her infamous little black book. They seized audio tapes. And 13 grams of coke. And they also seized traveler's check signed by Charlie Sheen.
1: Did they seize
0: the hanger and
1: Terry Clock towel dildo? I'm just kidding.
0: Fortunately, <laughs> that was never recovered. Huh. But some people say if you go to the Bahamas, you can hear it screaming. If in you the put distance. a
1: conch shell up to your ear, <laughs> you can hear you it. You can hear it. Come Fuck. Fuck.
0: <laughs> wow. So Sheen was a client. Mm-hmm. of Heidi's and that was confirmed. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> whoa! Whoa! whoa. I, my mind is blown. I just want to let you guys know that Sheen was said to have a cheerleader fantasy. He liked when girls dressed up as cheerleaders. Ugh, and
1: that's so basic.
0: It's really basic but Sheen also like just judging by the women he likes except for Denise Richards but he loves like blonde sort of young right. whatever girls. Heidi also claims that Shannon Doherty Called her up for some girls one time. I think this is really funny. Shannon Doherty wanted two women for her fiance's bachelor party. And this is what Heidi said that Shannon said to her. I want them to be pretty, but not too pretty. Which is such a Shannon Doherty thing to say. And I only want to spend $200. So Heidi was like, why don't you go do it yourself? And hung up on her. Wow, two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's so cheap. And it's like you have nine hundred two and zero money at that point, right? She's like used to getting swag baskets, but like
1: that doesn't work that way.
0: In nineteen ninety three or oh, so you can't brag about having celeb
1: clients in that field. So you get no bonus of giving them free shit, right? You know what I
0: mean, like right? It's not like you can be like, and I, you know, I have right. all the Hollywood's biggest stars, <laughs> right? <laughs> It was so dumb because like in 92, 93, Beverly Hills 90210 was the biggest right. fucking show on television. She was making so much money then. I just feel like if Charlie Sheen can cough up $1500 for a lahua, La lahua, so for <laughs> lahua, so can you Brenda Walsh? Right. It's ridiculous cuz you're
1: paying for discretion too. I right. Mean, yeah. So Heidi was like go fuck yourself. Wait, who was her fiance? I don't
0: know. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Cuz she's married some fucking Weird guys. Yeah. Well, she's a weird girl. Yeah. Heidi also sent many girls to Washington. Mm. Also, she sent girls to both the Clinton and Bush administration. Right. Can you imagine Herbert Walker Bush with a a prostitute? Right. Or like, you know, like George Shultz or like one of his like like, gross trolley. Right when he starts to come like, no no new taxes. Was that H.W. Bush? Yeah. Yeah. So... Heidi was charged with pandering and narcotics possession. Heidi claims that Naji acted as an informant and was responsible for her arrest. Madam Alex also claims that Naji was working as an informant. She also wants to reiterate that he was a greedy Jew pig. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you didn't. Just in hate case me. you forgot. Just in case you fucking Jesus. forgot. So six weeks after Heidi was arrested, Yvonne Naji was also arrested for drugs and pandering, but he was never charged. So that and, does sound like he made some kind of deal. Yes, and that was actually something that led Heidi to sort of confirm to herself, like, yeah, this guy was working right. with the cops, with the police. He wasn't going to get charged. So, like I said before, Naji he went on to sell nude photos of Heidi to Penthouse. He also made this film called Skinner, which is really fucking creepy. Skinner's about a movie. It's a movie about a man who skins prostitutes alive. What? And the main girl was named Heidi. Ew. Like, what's wrong with you? Get over it. So gross. What an asshole. I was hoping
1: it was about um, Mr. Skinner from The Simpsons. (laughs) Right? Maybe
0: he's the killer. (laughs) Maybe he is. Uh, That's disgusting and creepy. It's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's really wrong. It just shows how unhinged this guy is. He was obsessed with Heidi. Right. Their relationship was, like, so fucking crazy and It's abusive. hard to believe
1: a guy who said he'd cut her
0: brother's arms and legs could do something like this. Right. How dare you? I mean, making a movie takes a lot of work and a lot of thought and right. a lot of time. It's not like he like... That's not the good kind of petty. <laughs> <laughs> no. That, that's see? The... And there's the difference. Right. That's, that's like, the, the psychotic kind of petty. That's the difference. But Heidi's kind of petty where she printed out naked pictures of him... And they were funny naked pictures of right. him. It was like he was right. splayed out with like a glass of red right. wine right And it was kind of like a paint it looked like a painting too. Right. So it wasn't super graphic. That's good, petty. This yeah. is psychotic petty. So after Heidi was arrested, all reporters could talk about was Heidi's little black book, the scheduling books that she had that had or the excuse me, the uh, ad- address book she had with all of her clients' information. Who were these celebrities in the little black right, book? Right, Who was in them? It's all anybody in town wanted to know, and people were just losing their shit collectively around town. Like, oh my God, like, right. who's going to get found out? Is, right. Whose career is get, about to get ruined? I mean, it
1: says a lot about the times.
0: Oh, it's that so. That this was even...
1: I mean, I, people would still want to know, but it would in no way ruin anyone in this day and age. Oh, no. I don't think. Also, the idea that there's some a little black book... Like a handwritten... (laughs) That's why I felt
0: like I'm like, oh, I have to describe what this is to people born in the 90s. Right. Like, a little black book was the thing you wrote down all your phone numbers in and your addresses in. Um, Philo facts. (laughs) Philo facts. So, reporters were phoning everybody's publicist, from Jack Nicholson to Billy Idol, trying to figure out who was getting girls from Heidi. Billy Idol's publicist vehemently denied that Billy Idol had anything to do. Was that like a preemptive denial? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't I think so because yeah, they were hilarious. like calling him. They're like, "No, he didn't have anything to do with it." Even though it was rumored that Billy Idol would frequent clubs that Heidi went to. Right. They were seen together, hanging out in the same circles. Yeah. He was rumored to have ordered two girls for a three-way. He was like, No, no, Billy yeah. Idol, my client Billy Idol has nothing to do with I this. I have a reputation. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like, not only is it Billy Idol, but it's also 1993 Billy Idol. Like, dude just released a song two years ago called, or the two years prior, called Rock the Cradle of Love about right. fucking a 12 year old or whatever. I don't know. I don't if know if it's to about be a baby, old I have but, no
1: idea. But <laughs> I don't know if it's an exaggerated euphemism. <laughs>
0: just I'm just saying, it's <laughs> yeah. Billy Idol. It's not like it's right. Martin Landau. i don't know why i just brought pulled that out of my ass rest in peace rest in peace it's not like it's ted koppel i'm just pulling random guys who i mean this is getting much more
1: interesting yeah it was ted koppel (laughs) um yeah it's just weird to think that people would be ashamed of it like I guess, it, I guess they want to be like, I don't need to hire someone. Well, that was but his I feel thing. But like, I feel like that's not about that. Obviously, you can fuck whoever you want. But there's something about, like, I'm coming to town. I don't need to fucking find someone. Yeah, bring them here. And, and there's discretion. They're not going to sell a story in the National Enquirer or whatever. Right. And I can I have don't, I feel sex like, yeah, if I want to. I feel like that's completely understandable.
0: I do, too. I, I I think, like I said, like, destigmatize sex work as a whole. And this wouldn't have been a problem. Right. So, the press was going crazy, and there were stories alleging that Sony executives were using studio money on Heidi's girls, flying around the world, right. uh, paying for, for, for the women that they were having sex with, and Heidi, at the time, she actually threatened to write a tell-all for a, a million dollars, but she was just joking. Heidi said, in 1993... This might have been ninety four. This is ninety four. Heidi was interviewed uh, for a February nineteen ninety four Vanity Fair article. It's a great article; you should read it. Heidi goes, "A lot of people are afraid of me, and they should be. Leaders of countries called and asked for sex. If it came out that I, that and if it came out, um, oh sorry, if I came out and really talked, I could have stopped NAFTA." Like that me. is quite a boast. I'm just saying. This is how good Heidi was, is that she believed she could have stopped NAFTA.
1: Right. If, on, Donald Trump, if only she had, Donald Trump couldn't have run on it. <laughs>
0: uh. But here's where I'm starting to really like Heidi, is like, I really yeah. love this woman's chutzpah. I really love that she is this... That's not a brag that a dumb woman would make. No. <laughs> right? like, She's not like, I could have stopped the last action hero from being made. Right, right.
1: No, She, she could have like, stopped NAFTA. She's like, she knew enough about trade policy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> I mean, some people on Twitter might have some hot takes to say about well, technically she yeah, couldn't have stopped b- b- yeah. the In July of nineteen ninety four, after her arrest, Heidi opened up a clothing store in Pasadena named Heidi Wear. And they sold really generic, super generic loungewear. It was like it was men's like flannel boxers. Camp Beverly Hills kinda. Yeah, exactly, but 1984. Right. So it was like men's flannel boxers, oversized white t-shirts that just said Heidiwear, and the font looked suspiciously like the Everlast logo. got okay. Heidiwear and mm-hmm. like baseball hats, mm-hmm. like dad baseball hats and robes, just like loungewear. Uh-huh. She needed a job chat. One of her employees at Heidiwear, the store in Pasadena was named Squirrel, which I just thought was yeah. funny. On July 28th, Heidi and her father, Paul, were indicted by a federal grand jury on charges of money laundering, conspiracy, and fraud. So the reason that Paul Fleiss was involved with all this is because a lot of Heidi's shit was in Paul's name. So he was getting accused of money laundering. Right. Like her car, her car was in her dad's name. Her house was in her dad's name. So he got dragged in. He got dragged into this. And in September, Heidi checked in to Impact House, which is an L.A. rehab facility, and after she tested positive for drugs. All right, uh, let's talk about her trial. Heidi's had several trials, by the way. Her lawyers wanted to argue entrapment, that it wasn't fair, that she was being targeted. Right. Um, While some jurors believed that she was unjustly entrapped by the police, others felt that she was absolutely guilty, but they were deadlocked, and- To avoid being deadlocked, the jurors decided they were going to start bargaining with each other for votes on the different counts uh, or on the different charges, so they were trading votes with each other. You do this, yeah. Yeah, you say this, you vote this. That seems, like, illegal. It was. Yeah. (laughs) It was very illegal. (laughs) But it worked at first, so it worked, and on December 2nd, 1994, Heidi was found guilty of three counts of pandering. She was acquitted of the narcotics charges. A few weeks later, however, when it was discovered that the jurors had been trading votes, she was let out on bail and granted a new trial.
1: Does pandering carry a heavy prison sentence? Like, Um, I have no idea.
0: No. No. Like, years. Not, like, life- Or 10 years or whatever. Um, So a few weeks later, yeah, she was granted a new trial. In May of 1995, Heidi was sentenced to three years in prison for pandering and fined $1,500. But she posted $200,000 bond and was released because she was going to make an appeal. So pending her appeal of her conviction... And she ended up being able to appeal, and her conviction was overturned. So Heidi's, like, been just postponing jail, postponing jail, but having all these trials. And finally, in July of 1995, Charlie Charlie Sheen testified in a video testimony, which he couldn't be there at the actual trial in person because he was on set. So he's making – his video testimony is, like, him on set. He's sweating bullets in the video, like, nervous as hell. He's a wreck in the video. I couldn't find anywhere. That's just what the LA Times article about this My, said, that it was like a nervous and shaken, sweaty Charlie Sheen. Ugh, words you never want to hear together. <laughs> <laughs> so he, testif- he testified that he had gotten girls from Heidi at least 27 times, and that he spent a total of $50,000 $50, on services, <clears throat> heterosexual services, he clarified. He did that? Yeah. Oh. He was like, heterosexual services, heterosexual services. No
1: homo. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first instance of no homo. It was the f- <laughs> It really was. Oh I love
0: clarifying God. that when no one was thinking it. Like, right.
1: Ugh.
0: Okay. It's so dumb. Like, okay, sure. Well, now everyone thinks they were homosexual uh, services. Right. Whenever too.
1: someone does it, I'm like, oh, now I probably think there was something else.
0: Right. What are you hiding? Like, and hiding. why are you and ashamed? I don't care. No. Tell me about it. It's not a big. <laughs> Were you, were you the top or bottom? Was he just
1: there jerking off while he was watching you? Like, what, what's your deal? What are you into? And there's nothing wrong with it either. Oh, no. So I, mean, I love that. So why are you clarifying right. it?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. In January of 1997, Heidi's finally going to jail. She was charged with tax evasion and money laundering, and this is what it ended up taking her down. She served 37 month, a 37-month sentence in prison, and she was finally released in September of 1999. Wait, how long was she in prison? 37 months. Oh, okay. The same year when she got out, she filed for bankruptcy. Which sucks because she was making so much money. money. It's just like lawyer fees, legal fees. I always
1: get mad with people because I'm like, you, you went too far. No, I know. You know know what I I mean? Like you could have like, yeah. It's like you did something. You fucked up. You gotta start like a garbage business. (laughs) Something
0: like right. (laughs) So frustrating. It makes, like even in Goodfellas, like I get really bummed. Right, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating when they fuck it up because they're living high on the hog for a while. Right, and if they only just kept it a little bit more low key. Right, like... and that's she. She knew she Heidi. Heidi's very self aware. Right, and that's something I like about her. she even says in the 1984 Vanity Fair article, she's like, you know, there the the narrator's talking about her, or the writer of the piece is talking about her flipping through a scrapbook, and she points to this article that had been written about her in 92, and she's like, this is where I went too far saying this. Right. Here. She knows. She knows. She's very self-aware. And she was only 27, mind you, when she was... And she was on drugs. And she was on drugs. So, for being a high school dropout on drugs, I'd say this lady is pretty savvy. I also um, appreciate Heidi's sort of feminist outlook and stance on sex work. Right. And her whole operation that was going on and you know her she was like you know look if I'm going to go down if you're going to take me down you have to take the men down too because they're just as guilty they were soliciting I'm providing a service that they want you always just take the madam down or the women down you don't take the men down who are right soliciting this who, who want this so um so that was interesting In 2002, she started dating Tom Sizemore. and I know. And he's a big piece of shit. Right. He was super abusive to her. They did not have a good relationship. He notoriously has a history of drugs as well. Um, They broke up. And in 2008, she ended up moving out of L.A. to Pahrump, Nevada. The reason she moved out of L.A. is because she still wanted to work. She wanted to work in the sex worker business still. But she couldn't do that, obviously, in Los Angeles because it's not legal here. So she moves to this county, Pahrump, in Nevada, which is just 40 minutes outside of Vegas, where it is legal. Is that where
1: the Bunny Ranch thing
0: is? I think that's where the Bunny Ranch is. I watched the show, Cat House. Okay. It's just basically softcore porn. Right. But I watched. I like the show. Um, so she was going to be a revolutionary. She's like, I'm opening up the first female... Right. centered brothel we're having it's, it's a stud farm it's just men oh which i'm like that's so cool why don't we have that and she her philosophy behind it was great she's like you know women deserve to just fuck some hot piece of ass guy and not have to see him again too right like what, what there's so many escort services that are center that cater towards heterosexual men why don't we have one for heterosexual or bisexual women? This is my feminist movement. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, she abandoned the project in two thousand nine. I'm really bummed about that because I feel like I feel like women just aren't into it. That's the problem. I know, I know, but I feel like women don't think women are into it. But I feel like right. there, I feel like there is more of a market than we're led to believe. I feel like. I wouldn't personally be into it. Right. Necessarily. I feel like part of the problem, like
1: I just thought of this. Men don't really care why a woman is into them as long as they're doing it. Whereas right. women really want to be wanted. Right. That's and if they true. feel like you're just paying for it, you know inside right. that it's a job for them, and a woman really wants to feel sexy feel to be into it. And I think right. I think that's the key problem in that
0: proposition it's true Mm -hmm. and i know there are plenty of women who do just like a one night stand whatever but But
1: i think that's different because you're still seducing the guy into the one
0: night stand yes whereas this is just
1: and i just feel like that's what a woman really i mean i'm speaking not for Uh, everyone uh, that makes a lot of sense but i do feel like that is something that makes you feel really hot and you want to be like you'll be into the sex so it doesn't matter what he
0: necessarily looks like if there's that attraction right that physical attraction uh, Heidi also got really into parrots while she was in. Ugh. <laughs> and birds. Why? That's like a telltale sign of a crazy person. Here's in my the life. thing about birds I don't judge people who have birds. Desi does. Okay. The look on her face <laughs> she just made, she went. Ugh. I mean, I know people who have birds. I do too. I know and love people who have birds. I don't get birds. I just birds. know people. I don't. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> Desi doesn't love them. She just knows them. I just don't get birds as a pet because I like to cuddle with my pets. Right. And you can't cuddle with a It also seems bird. sadder to me to have a bird in captive. Right, because they can't fly. I don't know. Yeah. So Heidi was... This is how she got into birds and parrots and shit. She was living next to this, like, super old former madam. Do they all go somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> they, all go, they all go to Pahrump to die. And this lady, I watched, I was watching this documentary today about Heidi. It was called uh, Heidi, like the Queen of Crystal or something. It's on HBO Go. Crystal, what? Meth? Well, that's what <laughs> I thought at first, too. I'm like, Crystal, Crystal. And Crystal was like the town that she was, that her oh. brothel was going to be in, in Peru. The Queen of Crystal. <laughs> Oh, man, that's sad. I really (laughs) thought it was going to be more about meth, and I was sorely disappointed. So she's living next to this really old lady. She has a breathing tube on, like, with an oxygen tank, and she's surrounded by cages of birds. No decor in the house, just, like, a bed, some vertical blinds, and a shit ton of fucking birds in cages. (sighs) And exotic birds, too. That seems, like, so hard. (laughs) <laughs> and this lady's bedridden too. She can't take care of the birds. So Heidi is coming over to this former madam's house and just taking care of the birds for her. This sounds like my nightmare. And like, Heidi's like telling in the interview, she's like, everyone wants these birds. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, everyone wants these birds. Like, I shouldn't have gotten into the bitches business. I should have gotten into the birds business. They're, they cost a lot of money. Right. People, I'm like, who wants to? Who's buying exotic birds? Except Somebody. maybe the sheiks that she met when they were... Oh, right. I don't know. Like,
1: who buys, like, a can I have a large sphere of influence.
0: <laughs> I can use my former johns right. to buy exotic birds. Would you also like a bird with your blowjob? <laughs> you can sell a two-for-one special. Buy, <laughs> buy two blowjobs, get a bird for free. <laughs> I'm coming. So, Gross. So they talk, too. The birds yeah. talk. Oh. Yeah, they were very smart, she They said. gave states evidence against height. You know, but, like, anyone who's into, like, a niche kind of animal or a niche pet just, like, knows all these weird facts about them. Right. So, she was, like, and they really like to talk. They really, birds are really smart, you know, oh, like. Let's just get sadder and sadder. I just can't, You can't take the bird out. You can't take it to bed with you to cuddle and watch a movie. So I don't really get the point of it as a pet. I I just don't get it. If someone does understand it... I'm literally waiting for people to reply you pictures of them snuggling with their birds. (laughs) I want them to because (laughs) please make this less sad for me. Okay. I want to be disproven about your bird pet. If you have a bird pet, I want to hear about it. Okay. So she got into parrots. um, And in 2010, Heidi was... cast on Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Right. Drew, um, which... I saw that season. I've never watched that show before. I've just seen clips from it. I have my whole other issues with Dr. Drew, just as, like, the whole the whole recovery... Get it, making a profit off recovery is, in general is just... It can go so wrong so quickly and be so shady on so many levels. Just right. having been in recovery for so long and seeing... Plenty of sober livings and rehabs that exploit each other. Obviously not all of them do that, but there are so many stories that, you know, really take advantage of people and charge so much. And I feel like it's sort of the exploitative nature of having a reality TV show about treatment. Right. And on reality shows, the producers are going to be doing stuff right, to make it more interesting. And what they decided to do to make it more interesting would feel like is a total fucking... Breach of ethics is they put Tom Sizemore on the same season as her. Right. So, So it's like the little rom com. Yeah, it's like, what happens when a meth head gets reunited with her abusive boyfriend? Next on Celebrity Rehab. Yeah. Like, that is so fucked up. Yeah. I would be so pissed. They were enemies. <laughs> yeah. He was beating her with a wrench and she was crying for
1: mercy. They what? came together in rehab and sparked flew. <laughs> this will be yeah. an everlasting love. <laughs> this fall. The ultimate meet cute. <laughs> It is so fucked up that I did watch that season.
0: <laughs> I just remember the episode of Celebrity Rehab with Kanicki. Oh, God, yeah. Port, Jeff Conway. dead?
1: Yeah, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of people from that show are dead. Like, at least like three or four people. I think
0: so. I know one of them personally who's doing really well, and he's a really good person, but I'm not going to say any more about that. Um, but most of the, I, I don't know many of the people who are doing well on that show. I it's feel a like bad it's, idea. It's a bad idea, in my opinion. As much as I enjoy it. I'm sure people are going to be like, but Dr. Drew, he's a good guy. I'm like... Mm, no, he's I just, boring. Look, I didn't like him on Loveline, the show, in the 90s. I thought he was boring, and whatever. I'm sure he's helped a lot of people. I just think it's a really shitty idea to put these two together. Right. She relapsed several times, surprise, surprise, after right. her episode air. in. Later, after that, in Animal Planet, I think in 2011, they aired a special about her new life called From Prostitutes to Parrots. <laughs> Jesus. So, the parrots are still in the picture. Right. As late as 2013. They're probably still in the, the picture. The drugs have come and gone. <laughs> <laughs> the parrots have remained. In 2013, she was busted in Nevada for having 400 marijuana plants. I thought you were going to say 400 parrots. Like, she had too many parrots. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the parrots saved her in this situation. Okay, they didn't fly her to safety, but they did save her. They got her out <laughs> of a sticky situation. Wow. The police didn't arrest her because she was too busy caring for two hundred thousand dollars worth of exotic birds, which I didn't know was a defense. But apparently, they're like, "All right, you have enough problems." Okay. <laughs> I like that that is a defense because I feel like yes,
1: because <laughs> yes. they're like, "We don't want to, we don't want to <sighs> confiscate all these fucking <laughs> <Right>. birds. <laughs> they just don't have the evidence room. they them."
0: All the fucking birds in the oven. Like, what are we gonna do with all these? That's another show. What so if I ever buy five
1: hundred thousand dollars worth of exotic birds? You know, I'm about to murder someone. <laughs> that will be the telltale sign.
0: <laughs> I want to see that show. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? She's got the crack in her ass. <laughs> so, um, that's pretty much Heidi's story.
1: I did not know the parent stuff. It's so demented to me. It's like literally the most disturbing right. part of the story for me.
0: More than having to fuck sheiks and yeah. that you don't want to fuck. And more than having to fuck Ronald Reagan at some right. fucking yeah. gala. I will fuck Ronald Reagan before I will take care of an
1: exotic bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, my story. Wow. Oh my That's God. That's sad.
0: What a sad footnote it's really sad i don't i i really wish that heidi was doing better the the last business i heard that she had was in pahrump a laundry business Ugh, a can laundromat. you imagine
1: living in pahrump like nothing good can come of this it's called pahrump i've Just... heard of this town because i watched that or i used to listen to that show um coast to coast <laughs> and the host art bell moved to Perump. So that's how I know. Because it. the
0: aliens are out there?
1: I guess. I don't fucking know. Like, it just sounds so sad. It's I, like, listen, I hate, I don't even like Vegas, but that's literally the only place that seems to living. No, I drive.
0: I know Pahrump because I drive through it all the time on the way to Vegas.
1: Right. I've seen the signs. And
0: whenever I drive through it, I'm always like, oh my God, really close to Vegas. And then coming home from Vegas, it's always really sad seeing it because I'm like, ugh, um, I have to leave Vegas and now, like, look where It we sounds
1: are. like a tuba sound.
0: Pahrump, <laughs> <laughs> Like nothing's good about a tuba. No, don't it's associate not. yourself with tubas, please. It's not good at all. So she's uh, anyway. That was gonna say she has a laundromat called Dirty Laundry. It's just like, oh, you're yeah, like you're better than that. You're
1: better than that. I don't want to have a business name pun. No,
0: <laughs> it's like those hair salons that are called like Curl Up and Die. It's just bad. You, any business name pun. There's no good business name pun. It's always gonna be sad unless you're literally a multimillionaire from <laughs> like. Right, there's only one good business name, pun, but it's not a pun except for me. Is the come and go? I think it's in the valley. It's like oh, the it's quick, like it's like a
1: quickie mart. Or, yeah, but it's like yeah. spelled
0: K U M.
1: I didn't know there was one in the valley. I thought it was a. I thought it was like a Midwest thing.
0: Maybe it is. Someone's who sent us. Someone sent us a picture of that. Okay. Were they in the Midwest?
1: Uh, I've had people send me that picture literally like a hundred fucking times. <laughs> believe me. Have you seen this? you
0: know there's something called
1: come? Have you Whoa. seen go? Believe me, I saw that when I was like fucking four. <laughs>
0: I've seen every cum thing in
1: existence, please.
0: There's a liquor store in the valley, though, that's called Um Liquor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um good. Liquor.
1: Oh, I thought it was Cum Liquor. No, it's Um oh. Liquor. <laughs> no, I thought that the pun is cum Um liquor. liquor. It's like Cum Liquor. Oh. <laughs> I, ha- I have no idea.
0: That's my Um Liquor. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, that's Heidi Fleiss. Awesome. Yay. All right. Bye. Bye.